1: for your paid for your pet. paid for your, pet. Paid for your pet. Don't wait for the day after check-in to get paid Visit payfully.co to learn how to get paid months in advance for your upcoming bookings on Airbnb, VRBO and other platforms That's payfully.co
0: this week in the world of Airbnb, my name is Jasper and I'm hosting with Nicole Prentice-Williams, VP of Strategic Partnerships of Hostly.
2: Hey, how are you, Jasper?
0: I'm good. I'm good. How are you?
2: I'm good. All is well here in LA.
0: Okay, great. Well, <laughs> I kind of have to apologize because I didn't get a podcast episode up on last Monday. So I'm currently in Panama. After six weeks in the office, I got the travel fever. And so I jumped on the plane and and flew to Panama. And um, I'm also probably going to go to Colombia, where finally my new apartment will be ready next month. Now I've uh, experienced again that when you're on the road, it's so much harder to get organized and get a good internet connection and stuff
2: all right well we'll have to make this one double good exactly exactly yeah <laughs> even better
0: there's a couple of new stories out uh, of course uh, last week we talked a lot about the big airbnb announcement airbnb plus beyond collections categories super guests super hosts all that kind of stuff and one of the things i wanted to talk about today is what's the future for airbnb what's their next step Because now it seems like, you know, with Airbnb for everybody, they've really kind of embraced the concept of, you know, everybody should be able to stay at somebody's house. So the home sharing, I don't know if there's a lot of growth that they can still get in the home sharing area. And then, of course, there's the experiences. And we all know that uh, Brian Chesky really wants Airbnb to be a one shop stop for travel. Mm -hmm. And so the the logical sort of the, the missing piece in the puzzle is really the transportation and the, uh, flying in uh, particular,
2: right? Yeah, I think that's very interesting. I'd be all for Airbnb getting into the airline
0: industry. So, what do you think? In its
2: own, in its own way,
0: Airbnb Airlines.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> there was an article in the New York Times actually where Brian Teske talked about the idea of being this one-stop shop, getting into the end-to-end trip business. The London Times actually, they put out a headline saying, Airbnb founder reveals secret plans to launch an airline. But then if you read the article, that's really not what he said at all. But what what he did do is last year, he went on Twitter and he asked people, what would your ideal flying experience look like? And then lots of people commented and came up with all sorts of great ideas. So you know, it's pretty clear that he does have a plan to do something in air travel in the future. What do you think? What's going to happen? Is this is well, the next Well, he told
2: me when he said, if he can deliver the wish list that he came up with from the feedback that he received, he whittled it down to faster, cheaper, better experience. If he can deliver on those, then I'm all for Airbnb Airlines. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you can have a really cool airline, but you're still dependent on the airports as well. You know, mm-hmm. for me personally, I think the biggest improvements in air travel actually can come from you know, reducing the amount of time that you need in order to you know, have to be at the airport two hours in advance. And you know, it takes some time to get out of the airplane and wait for your luggage and get through immigration and that kind of stuff. You know, I recently took a train from Amsterdam to Paris, which is three hours, which is pretty fast. It's a high-speed train. And if I were to travel by plane from Amsterdam to Paris, even though the flight is only one hour, it will still take me significantly more time just because it takes so much time, all the time that you spent at the airport.
2: Right. So I always right. feel
0: like that's that's where the biggest increase in experience can come from. They also ask people, well, you know, what's your biggest annoyance when it comes to air travel? And I was surprised to see food is actually the number one thing that people said.
2: Yeah, well, along those lines, I find that flying from LA to San Francisco is pretty useless. Like It's faster to get in a car and just drive there, which is about a five and a half hour or six hour drive, depending on how many stops you make. But by the time you get to the airport, check, get tickets, all that, it ends up being about the same amount of time. So that's similar to the scenario that you described. As far as food, yeah, the food on the airline, I wouldn't touch it, most food. I find that the food in the airports is great and you can just bring it on with you. Yeah, I guess they could improve the food, but there's a workaround for that. You can just get the airport food instead of the airline food. But definitely improving the speed, making it faster. I know that my husband travels a lot on a smaller airline that is private, and he goes to smaller airports. And we've been flying our family on that way as well, and it's much faster.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I tried JetSmarter for a while. I had a one year subscription it just ended. Actually, it wasn't worth the amount of money I was spending. I wasn't able to go in a lot of flights, but it's mm-hmm. it's such a, such a nice experience to fly private. It is. Um, but, it is. It's, but it's also very expensive.
2: But I think there's a lot of... like JetSuite is the one that I was mentioning, since we're name dropping. And that's not a subscription base. So you don't have to buy a subscription. You can actually buy the flights that you need. So I think a lot of private air is looking at that. They're looking at those charter experiences or being able to fly from small airport to small airport without the membership fee. I think there's
0: quite a lot of companies uh, these days that are trying to make uh, private planes more accessible to mm-hmm. to more people, which is great. But let's think a little bit about like, what could the future of air travel look like? I went through these tweets and, you know, I, I'm always really fascinated by air travel. So I, I really like to go through all these ideas and there's some really cool ones in there. Now, one of the ideas is that one of the reasons it takes a little time also to get to the airport, right? If you're in a big city, sometimes it can take 30 to 60 minutes, if not longer, sometimes more than an hour to even get to the airport because they're located typically outside of the city, right?
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: so I saw some people were suggesting that airplanes should be able to lift off vertically so that you don't (laughs) need a big airport. Yeah, you, know, you don't need a runway. And you know, there is an airplane that can do that. It's a fighter jet. I think it's called the, the Harrier or something. I think it's a British plane that can mm. lift off vertically designed for aircraft Probably a very carriers. expensive
2: jet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it works for like a Boeing 747 with 400 people on board. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. guess yeah, helicopters can do it. <laughs> but they're also quite yeah. small. Then also somebody uh, voiced the idea of a circle runway. Can you imagine that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the plane gearing up speed in a circle I'm going I,
2: around I, a circle that would make a lot of people dizzy <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: no. but i thought it was just a really funny idea to see a circle runway
2: those are great <laughs> out of the box ideas i think we need to take baby steps together <laughs> yeah. to
0: there's a few other ideas like bug bets in airplanes i thought that was a good idea
2: yeah. um, mm-hmm. a
0: lot of people don't like babies on airplanes because they yeah. made a little noise. So they're saying 18 plus flights or have like an 18 plus section in the airplane. Airline handling visa application. And then somebody said, you know, make flying more fun. Offer like wine tastings, art classes, karaoke, bingo, <laughs> photo booths, oh, cooking cool. classes on airplane. I, I, I really like that that's idea really cool. because, you know, people we often think of air travel, the time you spend on the airplane is kind of like lost time. Mm -hmm. You know, nowadays, a lot of airplanes, they have Wi-Fi. So that makes it easier to work when you're on the plane. But the Wi-Fi often doesn't work very well. But I really like the idea of how can we use that time on the airplane in a better way? Being able to learn something and having some classes, that's a very creative and cool idea.
2: Yeah, it's definitely going to take new people coming into the industry to do that. There's legacy airlines. They could care less about improving the experience since they're focused mainly on the profit for their shareholders.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, let's see, the one last thing I wanted to mention is there's a guy, his name is Jason Stefan, and he's done a lot of research on what's the perfect way to board an airplane. Because I think also a lot of time is lost because it just takes so long for people to get right. on the plane, right? And the problem is often caused by, you know, people are stuffing away their luggage in the overhead, luggage space. And then if one person is standing in the aisle, then nobody can pass. So you always get these bottlenecks. You always stand around waiting for people Mm -hmm. to sit down. And so this guy, he actually created a simulation and tried all these different tactics. And he ended up with a method that's about five times faster. And the way it works is, well, first of all, you need to start boarding at the back. But then you want to have people kind of line up. And let's say you have 20 rows. You start with row 20 at the back, the window seat, the two window seats first. But then you skip to row number 17 because if you go to row number 19 or 18, those people are too close together and they're in the same spot trying to stuff their luggage away. So he found out that you need to let row 20 first and then row 17, row 13, row 9. So that there's enough space for everybody to stuff their luggage away. You start with the window seats, then the middle seats, and then the aisle seats. I thought that was, that was a really good idea, but I wonder if it's, How easy is it to have people line up that way? You you really need to assign everybody a spot lining up for the airplane. So I don't know how realistic this is, but I was quite impressed at the five times more efficient boarding time, though.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not that brilliant of an idea. It's kind of more common sense. So I'm surprised it hasn't, you know, taken effect or been experimented with. I think it's as easy as putting a picture of the plane. Like I know a lot of times when you book, you just pick your seat, having that picture either on your ticket. So it shows you if your aisle, middle or window, or it just could say next to the seat number, like what it is. And then they could call all the windows and then call all the mid or however you suggest it, however they suggested it being the most efficient way.
0: Yeah, it's definitely possible. Currently, this guy was only contacted by Virgin. They were interested in this mythology. So who knows? Maybe Virgin will will have this new boarding system in place. A few other, other cool things I wanted to mention while I was reading for all the tweets and stuff. So Brian Chesky apparently is a big fan of the Airlander 10. Have you heard of the Airlander? No. It's a massive hybrid airship developed and designed by a British manufacturer, hybrid air vehicles. And uh, yes. basically it's a helium airship. It's quite uh environmental friendly. It doesn't use as much fuel as a regular airplane. It doesn't go that fast, like 150 kilometers an hour, but it can carry like a massive amount of people. But the, the only problem is it ended up crashing a couple of months ago. So now they have to rebuild wow. it. So I don't ah. know, maybe, maybe airships is the future of air travel. I kind of think of it as a cruise ship, you know? You could maybe have like uh, pools and cinemas and just make it really massive, but it goes a little bit slower. So instead of taking a fast plane, you just take a cruise ship, but then it's like a cruise airship.
2: Mm, interesting so you'd sacrifice the speed of travel for enjoyment and experience exactly yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) i don't know if that's going to work with kids i I guess if they really like the activity if it is like a cruise ship but (laughs) after a while they go a little stir crazy but But they're single travel
0: the airship's been around for a while though right they used to have airships back in the 1920s and 1930s or so I feel like there hasn't been much innovation in air travel since quite a long time. I mean, back in the day, they had the Concorde, the high-speed uh, plane, right? And that, mm-hmm. that doesn't fly anymore. And uh, I think when did it stop flying? 10, 15 years ago. If you think of commercial flying, it hasn't really changed that much since the 70s. Other than the fact that you're not allowed to smoke anymore on the plane, <laughs> which mm. I think is an improvement.
2: Yeah. last yeah, thing yeah. I
0: wanted to mention is uh, I came across this website called Air Mule. I don't know if you've heard about that, but it's basically a way to fly for free. What you do, it's like a courier platform. So you can fly for free. You can even earn money. All you need to do is you need to pick up a package and bring it with you and deliver it at your destination city. Mm, Anyone wants to fly for free, airmule.com.
1: Air has changed the way people rent forever but actually getting paid is still a pain. That's where Payfully comes in. Payfully is a safe and secure way to get paid for your upcoming reservations within 24 hours of them being booked. Payfully deposits directly into your bank account with funds typically available within 24 hours. Payfully works with all the major platforms, Airbnb, VRBO, Guesty and others. They've helped thousands of hosts expand their business cover unexpected expenses and stabilize their income. Visit payfully.co for your first request free with code GPFYP. That's payfully.co, promo code GPFYP.
0: Awesome, well, enough about flying. Let's, uh, Let's talk about what's going on in the world of Airbnb. So there's a few news articles. I thought the really funny one was In Canada, there's a grandma, a 79-year-old woman who took her kids to Ottawa for the celebrations of the 150-year anniversary of the country, Canada. She stayed at a place. She paid a lot of money for this Airbnb, about $1,300 a night. She took all her grandchildren, I think it was five of them. She ended up suing Airbnb and Brian Chesky personally because people were smoking pot in the garden and they were playing beer pong and stuff. And she really didn't want to stay at the Airbnb. After two days, she left. She went to a hotel and she sued the company. And that news item came out on March 3rd. And then on March 4th, there's another article. Grandma gets Airbnb refund for pot-wreaking Ottawa rental. So Airbnb, within a day, they responded and they issued a refund which covers all the costs of the Airbnb. But the woman, she's saying she's still $800 out of pocket for the two nights she was forced to stay at a hotel. But I was just kind of surprised how quickly when something gets out there on the media, when there's negative right, press, right. They, they immediately jump on it and refund everything.
2: Yeah, I'm sure they knew about this case for a while and probably weren't responding until it made headlines. And then, I don't know, what's your experience with Airbnb? I feel like they used to be a lot more responsive, and as they've grown, they're responsiveness has kind of gone way downhill. So the fact that she filed a lawsuit and then the local news probably got a hold of it and then it went from there and they were like, okay, we're, we're responding.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, the lesson learned I think is that if you have a problem with every B just find a journalist who wants to write yeah. a story about it yeah. on some website and then you're good.
2: <laughs> I mean, it happens. It's mostly with big companies when they're small, they're very attentive. And as they get bigger, they scale and they don't always respond as you might expect a, a smaller company that's holding their hand. So this sounds like any big company, they're fitting right in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Airbnb also sent a personal apology, but the woman was not impressed. She called the apology a pile of crock. Now, <laughs> do you know what that means? <laughs>
2: uh Yeah, crap. It means <laughs> okay, crap. No. And probably because she had been you know, getting no response for them for so long that they only apologized when it was a media apology as opposed to just an apology from her. That's my media experience has me a little jaded on this. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: she's not accepting it. The lawsuit is still going to go through. The case will be heard in June. So in June, we'll know uh, what happens there. But she already got refunded. So I guess she's trying to get the cost of the lawsuit or the $800. She's still out of pocket. We'll see what happens there. Um, let's see what else we have. Airbnb has removed listings in Beijing and cancelled bookings during China's annual parliament because it wants to be good neighbors, quote unquote. And I know this happened before. Whenever there is a political event in China, all bookings are always cancelled, and all the listings are—I don't know if they really remove them, but they definitely put them inactive. It's kind of a bit strange, isn't it?
2: Yeah, and I'm wondering why they didn't know this well in advance. I mean, aren't these events planned out? It's interesting that it it happened just so abruptly, like, okay, everybody that is coming this month, you have to make new plans. Yes, they're giving a full refund, but it doesn't surprise me as much that they block it out, because I would think this is a security issue. And I know it's difficult to vet, especially the instant book guests, difficult to put them through any security vetting. But so abruptly, that's the surprising part to me. Like this event was probably planned Long time ago. So why just now unless just there's no communication between the government and Airbnb, which could be the case because I know there's been a lot of turnover there for Airbnb. So maybe, you know, the right hand's not talking to the left hand.
0: Yeah. Could be yeah, maybe the government just sent Airbnb a notice, short notice about it that states on the website, due to external circumstances, homes in Beijing are unavailable through March 30th. But I'm sure it has to do with the security. They really want to know who's in town uh, Mm -hmm. during these political events. But yeah, a search on Airbnb uh, shows zero homes available until March 30th. So if you're planning to go to Beijing until March 30th, you will not be able to stay in an Airbnb. Yeah.
2: Boca Hotel. Boca
0: Hotel. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, there's uh, stuff going on in uh, New York. There's uh, two bills, I think, that are up for voting. There's one pro-Airbnb bill, and there's a contra-Airbnb bill. Airbnb has kind of hired Danny Glover. To, he's an actor, isn't he?
2: Yeah, he's, yeah, he's an actor, uh, American actor, and they've hired him. He's a paid spokesman for Airbnb, basically. Obviously, probing Airbnb, but his angle is that Airbnb is really helping some of these families with their financial responsibility, um, sending their children to school, paying off debt, some even helping keep their home. He's actually in the state capitol today, in the New York state capitol in Albany, pushing, backing this bill.
0: Yeah, and the bill would allow short-term rentals through the site. Like right now, those rentals are only allowed for 30 days or, or longer. So is there a good chance it's going to go through? or
2: No. <laughs> well,
1: I don't think so. Either. <laughs> I don't think
2: so. You know, it's good media attention, but I don't think New York's changing anytime soon. I mean, I don't see any of these cities changing. They all seem to be cracking down, which goes back to what we were talking about earlier, which is diversifying the services with Airbnb make sure that, yeah, they're one-stop shopping for travel. And yeah, I don't see that changing. Yeah, no,
0: I I don't think that there's a good chance that this is going to go through. By the way, Jenny Glover, he's officially an advisor to the company. And Airbnb declined to disclose how much they paid. But it's pretty much, I guess, he's just a paid consultant for Airbnb.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Awesome. I think that's pretty much it for this week.
2: Yeah. Unless yeah, unless,
0: (laughs) Unless you have something else to share.
2: I don't. I have nothing else to share. I think my favorite story was the Airbnb airline. So I'm definitely going to be putting a Google alert together for that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. I can't wait to be on the Airbnb airline's flight.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It sounds great. Hopefully it takes some of those suggestions to heart and implements. them when it time comes to take off
0: absolutely it will be exciting all right well nicole thanks for joining today and for the listeners uh, thanks for listening and uh, i'll try to put up an episode on monday but i'm flying to miami and i'm doing a course there so i'm not going to have a lot of time but i'll try to make it happen if not next week of course there will be uh, an episode about the news so i'll see you then
1: get paid for your pet get paid for your pet get paid for your
2: pet